God bless the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill is such a special place. You're going to know Rock Hill from more than Football City USA. Pathways, Indoor Center, Knowledge Park. It's just a wonderful time to be in Rock Hill right now. The city of Rock Hill is one of the only destinations that fully gets it. It builds world-class venues that are better than anywhere in the United States. Hello and welcome to CityCast, where we aim to keep you updated on all things City of Rock Hill. I am Ashley Studebaker alongside co-host Matthew Cray, and today we have our special guest, Lori Robishaw, Executive Director of the Arts Council of York County. Welcome, Lori. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Yes, uh, we are too. So before we get into the fun questions of just getting to know you a little bit more, um, we just kind of want to know a little bit of your background. How'd you get to Rock Hill? You've only been here for just a little over a month. Exactly a month, yes. <laughs> Very new. Um, I learned about the job, actually, uh, through a former colleague and friend of mine who's on the board of the Arts Council. His name is Robert Wildman, and he runs the Arts Management Program at Winthrop. And he called me in July and said they were doing a search, and where did I suggest that they post the job notices? And before I answered, I said, job? Tell me about this job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he told me about it. I was very interested in finding an opportunity with a local arts council, and everything went on from there. So uh, where did you grow up, and how did you get your career involved in art? I grew up in northeastern Ohio, as some people call it, the snow belt. (laughs) So you can imagine how I'm pretty happy to be in the south in December, although this weather is pretty unusual. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up... With a great interest um, in the arts, I learned to play the piano. I was played percussion in the band, and I had a fabulous high school theater teacher. And when I went to college, I wanted to be her. And then I realized, um, teachers said, well, you know, you were in a very unusual public school district that had theater classes every day. And I was. In northeastern Ohio, we were a, a rural school district, but there was a lot of um, industry really on the lakeshore that supported the chemical and automotive industries. And they were in our school district, so we had a higher tax base, and we had money oh. for the arts. And I didn't realize that that was unusual. <laughs> <laughs> and my advisor said, well, dear, you can uh, you know, teach English and maybe direct the high school play. And I thought, mm, yeah, I don't really want to teach English. So I went to college, and I majored in theater, but I knew quite quickly I wasn't talented enough as a performer. Um, but I had an advisor who said, well, you have all this arts background, you have leadership skills, think about picking up some business courses, and think about arts management, which I'd never heard of as a career, but the light bulb went on, and that's pretty much what I've done and, my entire um, career. where'd you go to college? The Ohio State University. Ah, okay. So it's, it's a little tough here. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I can I imagine. Lo- I love football, but I am an Ohio State Big Ten girl, so coming down to ACC and SEC territory is... <laughs> A little challenging for tough, me, especially when there's been some recent history between some of the schools down here in, and in, schools up there. Indeed, yes. indeed. <laughs> yes. But as one gets older, one can always expand one's allegiances. Okay, well, Matthew, as long as you don't say the word Michigan, I, we're good. <laughs> I'm a Clemson fan. I will let uh, the past be the past. There we go. Um, we've <laughs> both gotten the best of each other. We're here to talk about the arts today. Right. Awesome. So thank you for your background in that. And we're going to get started. We're going to put a minute on the clock here and just go over some questions to get to know your personality and get to know you a little bit better so oh dear yes all right ready i'm ready when you are okay how do you eat your eggs scrambled bacon or sausage oh lord i love them both (laughs) (laughs) on your eggs let me add an additional cheese or no cheese either way either way cheese is a bonus m&ms or skittles m&ms 
Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Jeans or sweatpants? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one, too, especially after COVID. Uh, right now, it's sweatpants. Ah, my Elastic girl. waist. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a life full of huge ups and downs or steady life? <laughs> steady would be new and different and exciting but most of my life has probably been more ups and downs <laughs> <laughs> would you rather own a pet pig or a pet goat pig would you rather be able to play 10 different instruments beautifully or speak 10 different languages fluently oh, that's tough that's a tough one <laughs> um i'm an arts girl so i'll go with a musical instrument all right would you rather be chased by 10,000 scorpions or 10 lions lions if you could have a superpower what would it be Ooh. Flying. And we're at Ah, time. flying. Why <laughs> flying? I actually hold a private pilot's license. So, oh, my gosh. Um, and I, since I work in the nonprofit arts sector, I haven't been able to afford to keep up with it. And essentially, I had a friend who basically taught me almost for free. Oh, um, okay. So I enjoy that part of flying. And if I could be, you know, like Superman, that could be a fun thing. <laughs> that could be a fun thing. Matthew, how do you eat your eggs? Uh, scrambled. Scrambled? Yeah. Mm, it's the go-to. There we go. So we got to know you a little bit better just on the kind of fun side of things, but art is also fun. So we're going to dive into just the Arts Council and how big of an impact it has really had in the city of Rock Hill and just how fresh you are, too. So can you, for starters, just give us the mission of the Arts Council? I'm actually going to start just with our vision because I think it's it's a little more encompassing. Okay. And the idea is that we create and support a thriving, diverse and vibrant arts community in the county and of course we're headquartered in Rock Hill but through that the mission is to create arts programming that encourages people to be educated about the arts to understand its role in economic development which is very important to the city and county and state and country um, and and we are advocates for the arts so we try to um, represent and uh, work with the entire arts community in our territory which um, is countywide uh, you say on, I think I saw this on the website, that you want to make it a regional arts mm -hmm. destination. What, what does that mean? Exactly. We want visitors to come here, and that's part of the economic development. And you may know this, too, that you know sometimes if you come to, a, let's say, a play or a musical, you might also go out to dinner. You might hire a babysitter. You might pay for parking. So you're doing other things, and you're, of course, buying a ticket. So you're supporting the economy. It's not just a fun thing, which it is, hopefully, mm -hmm. but it's a way of supporting the economy and you're supporting jobs. Um, my colleagues, I'm one of four right now at the Arts Council. Our jobs count as much as anybody else's, mm -hmm. but I, th I think sometimes people forget that, that we are small businesses as well. It's just that we're in the arts and culture sector. So a lot of people, I think, they hear Arts Council and they just think paintings. You know, oh. and such. So can you kind of elaborate what all is mm -hmm. encompassed into art? Uh, that's why we say, yeah. So it's arts, A-R-T-S council, yes. which sometimes you can't hear. <laughs> but it is all of the art forms. Uh, we in particular um, have a very strong presence in the visual arts because of our, our buildings and the spaces that we are in. We have the Center for the Arts on Main Street, which encompasses three different art galleries. And upstairs from our office are artist studios. And right now we're also in the Tom S. Geddes Center, which is right downtown, down the street. Um, and a number of artist studios are there as well. So big visual arts presence, but other art forms are music, theater, dance, literature, which can involve poetry. We're very involved with the Poet Laureate Project. Film, we have uh, a film festival that we're a part of. 
There are many musical genres. So we try to work, you know, with everybody, uh, whether they're individual artists or arts organizations that exist here in the community, and then partner with large around ones around the state and so forth. So what are some of the ways um, that you work to connect with a community? Yes, it's the county. So how do you kind of bring all of those <laughs> town cities together? Um, we do it in, in a number of ways and sort of a project by project basis. We have something called the Ag and Art Tour that, mm. that takes place throughout York County, bringing artisans into farm markets, help people actually connect with how our food comes to us. Um, but also with arts and artisans there, but it involves people going out to the farms and farm stands to do that. Um, we try to have free or lower cost events. Um, that would be you know, performances uh, at the Geddes Center. We have a small performance space that we use and others can rent um, for it. Uh, we do the Blues and Jazz Festival every year. And of course, some of this because of COVID, we haven't done, but we're hoping to bring back, mm -hmm. as well as the underexposed uh, film festival, which is uh, for uh, short films. So those are a couple of the ways. Uh, we've just started at Old Town Night Market Festival, mm -hmm. so the fourth Friday of every month. Um, try to encourage people to come downtown, buy art, have a cocktail, dine out, maybe hear a concert. So those are some of the ways that we um, connect. We're a part of Christmasville, which of course is going on in Rock Hill now. We host the Vernon Grant uh, posters, reproductions of all his wonderful drawings of the Santa Claus and Christmas, so you can come see those. Um, so we're a part of that. We also connect with the community. We have a small grants program that can go out to individual artists or um, arts organizations or any kind of organization doing an arts project. We partner with the State Arts Commission to do that. So you know, we try to work with all the art forms and in a variety of ways. When you took the job mm -hmm. uh, here at the Arts Council, was it alluring to you that uh, it had such a diverse set of initiatives? Yes. Um, all the arts, all the time, for all the people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I spoke of earlier of you know how I grew up, and I'm more from the performing arts than the visual arts, but that's the fun part of the job. You learn all the time, and um, I, I'm a lifelong learner. And that's what's really exciting is connecting with all of the art forms and all the different kinds of artists. So, yes, I mean, most communities have that to one degree or another, but it was exciting to come here to a growing city. We spoke earlier about football. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Football's very big here. That's cool with me because yeah. I'm a football <laughs> girl. Um, and for me, I had not lived in this region of the country before, so this is my first time in the Deep South. What's been the biggest difference that you see in the art world, if you will, between, I mean, you could say South or really just state from state to state? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, again, it comes back to the great breadth and diversity of, of the arts and that every place has its own cultural treasures. I, one of my, uh, our board members took me on a tour of the Cultural and Heritage Museums last week and to see historic Brattonsville and to see some of the original work in archives that Vernon Grant had drawn by hand, um, and to see the, um, you know, the science and the nature of the Piedmont area. So all that stuff is learning for me, and uh, it's wonderful to see what does this community treasure and honor, and how can we help support that? How can we help enhance it by perhaps bringing in new ideas and new artists to work with the local artists? 
So it's all about that continuous learning. How can we make sure our young people in education learn about the arts and place a value on them? How can we make sure that we're a part of creating the heritage? Yesterday I was at the um, opening of the sign of the African American Cultural Center. Mm. I believe it's called the Williams Ivory Cultural Center. And uh, Gladys Robinson, who was the chair of that committee, said she was giving a history lesson. Well, I was eating it up because I'm the one who needs that history more than anybody else in that group because I've only been here a month. So we have to make sure we preserve those stories of our history that are part of culture. How does a community that is in the midst of such growth affect or change your mission at the Arts Council? I'm not sure it does, and I'm not sure that I can answer it completely because we're also still in a pandemic, mm-hmm. and that has changed everything, especially for uh, the performing arts in particular, the kind of the first to shut down, last to open sort of thing. So that, that changes the balance, but we want to make sure when there is all this growth of businesses, of the Panthers' new headquarters, that we are balancing it with all the sectors that make a vibrant and thriving community and arts and culture is one of them. We have to make sure we're there with education and government and recreation, um, all the sectors, social services, the environment, everything that serves to make a strong and vibrant, thriving community, we want to make sure that arts and culture are part of it. Rock Hill was named one of uh, South Carolina's first cultural districts. What exactly does that mean? I'm going to correct you and say we were actually the first. The first. Ah, (laughs) Even better. Even better. Yeah, we we like, everybody always likes being number one at something. Yes. Um, Cultural districts are usually defined, in this case it was defined by the state, um, with the state arts councils. It's just designating an area that really cares about the arts and is sort of a center. Um, Often it's walkable, where people can come, especially um, here, it's it's Main Street, and it it could be... uh, Galleries or performance venues that might be theaters, artist studios, museums, um, schools where public art exists. So think of Main Street down here, and we have all those things. So it's, um, but it also is part of economic development. So it's the businesses, especially restaurants and bars or you know banks, parks, other organizations that care about the arts can intersect with the arts. So when people come to an area, they can enjoy. A variety of these um, amenities that are anchored by the arts. Often there's signage that helps people find their way to the different places. So you can make an outing of it if you are a visitor and experience a lot of what a community has to offer in a cultural district. All right, so let's take a step back. Bird's eye view. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the role of public art has in a community, and what what kind of partnerships do you have in Rock Hill? We think it's a it's a sign of a thriving community that it's something. Um, I came into City Hall today, and there's Civitas sitting right down there in the center of the rotunda. And there are four other ones out there in Dave Lyle Boulevard. That's showing us Civitas is about citizenship and being part of a community and thinking collectively for the health and well-being of a community. And that's what public art can do. It can inspire us. It can move us. It can provoke us. It, you know, make us think about things. Um... How extraordinary, and it happened two weeks before I moved here, that Shepard Ferry, who has an mm. international international reputation, has such close ties to Rock Hill, and he's down here creating a mural. How wonderful is that? Um, we have worked with the city on a storm drain art project. We have partnered with the city on the Mural Mile 
Shepherd Ferry being a good example of that, alleys as galleries, the idea of putting art in public places so that the entire populace can enjoy it, if you pay attention. I can be as oblivious as the next person to be walking by art, and if my head's thinking about something else, I don't notice. But if you look up and see, you know, there, there's wonderful art around us, and that it can take a public role when it's usually big and outside, whether it's a mural on a wall or a three-dimensional sculpture. So uh, you mentioned the Mural Mile, which personally, it's one of my most favorite things to just go out and look at downtown. And I know you mentioned, you know, the Shepherd Ferry mural that was two weeks before you got here. But can you kind of maybe walk us through what all goes into selecting these murals? Because all the murals downtown are they're powerful. Um, So what how are those decisions made? That's a good question, and I can't answer it as completely as I would like because I haven't had a whole lot of personal experience with it. I can speak more generally. Mm-hmm. I think communities have to go through, you know, you have to find a space that works, and if that's a space you own, you have to make sure that the owner of that space, if it's not the government, you know, so you have to partner. Partnership's huge with it. Okay, where's the space? Then you have to figure out who's going to be the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually you put out some sort of a, a call for artists to hear proposals. Sometimes the community might say, we want it to be about this. We want it to show our history from, you know, whatever. Um, so there might be something that's thematic about it. And then you have to put together, uh, you know, a respective group of people who can make the decision. Um, you look at the proposal and see how much money is it going to cost? How do you raise the money? Who's going to pay for it? Is it collective? Is it you know, one person or one corporation or the city, how it, is it paid for? Um, what are the materials? Usually the artist will know that because you want it to be able to last for a while. Well, what's going to happen 20 years down the road when if things are faded? How are you going to keep it up and be responsible for it? So all of those things um, come into play at some point of thinking what are the short-term goals, but looking also at the long-term, what happens? It is outdoors. What happens when nature over time is there a plan for it so you've touched on theater specifically and how it was the first to close with covid and mm-hmm. the last to reopen uh, what other ways has the pandemic affected the arts council i think well for us in particular as many arts organizations we had to cancel everything for a very long time um, because of some federal programs like the uh, payroll protection plan we were able to keep our people employed you know we're talking about jobs um, of individual artists and those who work for arts organizations. So we were certainly impacted by that. We were able to keep our people employed. We took advantage of that time actually to um, upgrade some of our facilities and actually refresh and redo our galleries and our office space. Um, But again, you know, it is uh, when we did open, again, the galleries, again, limited capacity, trying to get people to social distance, wear masks. So we're certainly impacted by that. And, you know, as we were looking at things getting better and bringing back our music festivals and film festivals, now we have the Omicron <laughs> variant mm-hmm. that seems to be highly contagious. Um, so we're still in a, a little bit wait and see. We're, you know, kind of going forward. But, yeah, I think what people may not realize, I think, is just that how many... Uh, I'll, I'll just use Broadway as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you're sitting shoulder to shoulder with folks in a pretty contained space. And what we've learned about COVID from public health people is that, you know, it's spread through aerosols. Ventilation's a big part of it. So, you know, you have to have a lot of protections. And there are artists on stage 
who will not be wearing masks. You know, if you've got a kissing scene with someone, <laughs> you want to know what your colleagues are doing. So it, there's a whole lot of stuff. If you're playing musical instruments and you're, you know, wind instruments and brass instruments, there are aerosols. So all of mm. those kinds of things uh, come into play. So it's a sector that has been really, um, really harmed over the last two years. And I think, um, you know, Broadway did reopen in September. And, you know, actually this month I just had a friend text me who's from California visiting New York. He's like, yep, we got there half hour and they, Hamilton had to be canceled tonight because mm-hmm. they had some, wow. so, you know, Hamilton tickets, like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. That's a big bummer, but what can you do? So we have to think of all those things um, that involve people coming together. And that's the big part of the arts. You know, you want to have we can all enjoy it individually, but there's something really fun, especially about performances when you're all together. And when I was at one of those Broadway performances, you know, the lights go down and people just burst into applause <laughs> before the play even started because we're just so happy to be together, being able to see something. So you mentioned, you know, coming out of, I guess, the tough times of COVID and really for everyone, not necessarily just one industry mm-hmm. over the other, but you know, events and stuff, they're still free, or if not free, they're a very low cost. So how does the Arts Council define success? <laughs> um, it, it sort of depends on the project, and we look at it a little differently. Sometimes it is by financial success. Did we sell it out? You mm-hmm. know, we're behinds in seats, if, if it's a performance kind of thing. Sometimes it's, but are you trying to reach a new audience? So it might be a smaller audience. Um, but you're trying to promote an art form that's not as popular as others. A poetry, a, a lot of people don't have that connection with it. We have an extraordinary poet laureate here in the city of Rock mm-hmm. Hill, Angelo Jeter. And um, the first poems I heard him read just blew me away. So talented. Very gifted. So I think but most people are like, well, what is a poet laureate? You know, that's a Latin word. You know, the idea, so it's just an official designation, but he read a poem at the kickoff events for Christmasville. Um, so I think it's the idea of incorporating some sort of artistic performance in many, in this case, city events or official events so that you have art infused into all kinds of things. So if we're able to do that, by reaching new audiences or doing it in new ways, that's also a way to measure success. So I think it's it's highly variable how we, we would do it. I mean, some of it is, you know, can we meet our annual fund goals? Mm-hmm. Can we increase our membership? I'm looking at the two of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, if arts and culture means something to you, please consider, you know, becoming a member of the Arts Council because it's really just about, yeah, I support arts and culture. I think this is a worthwhile thing to do in a community. And it's, you know, it helps, again, with young people, older people, all kinds of folks. It's, it's about really increasing what we do in a community to make it, it thrive and be strong. So in partnering with the community, which you've mm-hmm. touched on heavily, does that also include the school district? It does. And this will be new for me. I know that we have um, partnered with the school districts before to bring in performances um, of touring companies that come around the country or tour regionally so that young people have a chance to see performances. Again, that's been affected <laughs> by COVID and how schools have had to operate. So I think we'll look forward to doing that again soon. Um, we have done summer camps in the past in the summer, not necessarily in partnership with the schools, but there have been an educational component. So we, we try to fill 
gaps here and there because there are a number of our artists and arts organizations doing things and we don't necessarily want to duplicate what others are doing but want to get in somewhere where we see a need then somebody else might pick it up and we do something new or we continue to do it so I think that's the, the part of the schools I hope there are more ways to, to go forward with that I've not been here long enough to know how deep the in-school instruction is in the Rock Hill schools or York County schools in terms of you know, do kids get a visual arts class and chorus and band? Do they have theater? Do they do plays? Um, you know, that varies widely in this country. Um, you mentioned the Old Town Night Market um, mm-hmm. and how that's fairly new. What other initiatives does the Arts Council have? <laughs> Again, it's hard to have initiatives when we're still kind of right. in, a, in, a, in a pandemic. In a perfect world. Yeah. What, a, what initiatives are, you, are we looking well, at? I, I think we're looking at what we're hoping to do is, you know, more public art projects. We have a couple ideas for murals, as do other parts of the community. Um, I think we, you know, right now we'd like to bring back our festivals. Mm -hmm. Our music festival, um, Blues and Jazz, is in Rock Hill and in parts of, I think, Baxter Village and Fort Mill. Uh, We've been in Clover. So I think it's it's sort of can we make sure that we can um, maybe serve more communities. Um, Our Ag and Art Tour takes place over two weekends on the eastern part of the county and the western part of the county. Um, You know, can we get more farms involved, more artisans involved? So right now, I think we're looking to expand or even get back what we had before. Um, we have two spaces that have artist studios. We have a big waiting list. You know, could there be another building? And that's a big, huge project, you know, working to buy a building and make sure it's um, suitable uh, to do that. But there is a need for it. So I think we'd be looking at that. We might be looking at other kind of public art projects just to call attention to what you know, the arts can do for a community. So the ideas are cooking, but we have to sort of firm up our foundation sort of post-pandemic or hopefully on the other side of the pandemic as we go forward. The ag and art, can you elaborate on that? You mentioned it twice, so I feel like this is kind of a big thing. (laughs) Well, it's sort of cool because, I mean, we are based in Rock Hill, but we do serve York County. That's that's our name. And I think because there's so many rural parts of, of the county, and I just literally yesterday, one of my colleagues took me to Clover and Fort Mill and York, so I had a chance to personally be in a place I've never been before um, and see how we can engage more of those folks. And because agriculture is such a big part of the more rural rural communities, this is the way you you do it, by partnering with um, the farmers and the farm markets and artisans who sell their wares and bring those uh, folks together. So, yeah, I'll use a football analogy for you because I know you said you're a football fan. When a coach comes in, you know, before he's really learned what he has in front of him, he has some things he wants to accomplish or maybe a culture he wants to set. Mm -hmm. When you took the job, what are some of those goals or some of those things that say uh, this is what a Lori-run arts council is going to look like? Oh, boy. You're a tough (laughs) questioner here. (laughs) You know, I I think the pandemic is just whacked so many of those things but I, I guess I would hope for it in a growing community where you're building the headquarters of an NFL team that the arts and culture are still at the table that we don't get overlooked in something mm-hmm. like that so that's very important to me if, if you want this city to be strong it can't just be all about football and parks and recreation and I mean it's wonderful that we have cornhole and the velodrome and be, I mean that's fabulous but it, it can't be all that and not 
support arts and culture too. So my goal is just to keep us out there mm-hmm. <laughs> playing with the sports. Is that something facilities. that you've, you've noticed that's happened in other communities you've been in? Is that a common theme? I think sometimes it's hard because everybody can grab a hold of the Panthers. We know what that is. That's a team. How smart were they to say Carolina? So you get two states. Mm-hmm. And then you put you play in one state and you have your headquarters in another state. That's fabulous. And millions of people can watch it on television. The arts are not one thing. They are diffuse. Mm. They are thousands of smaller things. I mean, some you know big things. You have the Charlotte Symphony and you have the big museums and the Blumenthal Center. And, and every major city has you know, the major institutions, but then you have individual artists and you have public art and you have plays and musicals being done by community theaters everywhere. And you have orchestras and you have jazz groups and you have filmmakers. I mean, you know, we can do the list. It's hard for people to understand that as an industry and as a sector, it is worthy of support. Um, television and film recorded music are huge but they're structured commercially, financially different, and they can reach millions because of the nature of the work. But most of those folks who've been very successful start in communities because they get great music education in their school or they're part of community theater and they work their way up. So that's a little harder thing to explain to folks than just, we have a football team, you can see them on TV Mm -hmm. or go to the stadium. We have to explain ourselves a little bit more and make the connection to people because when we think about the arts are infused in our lives. We are wearing clothing that somebody designed. What's on our walls in our homes? Photographs, posters, paintings. What do we watch on television? Did we all get through COVID by binge watching some sort of show that's written by writers, performed by actors, directed? Are we listening to music? all the time in our cars, on our headsets. Um, our lives are infused with the arts, but we are the nonprofit part of it that's about making connections to our government, to our business sector, to education, to transportation, to the medical field. The arts can play a part of all those different sectors. So that's what our role at the Arts Council is to bring it all together and try to help people understand that more fully. Is there, are there platforms or in a social media sense, I guess you could say that people can keep up with the Arts Council? YourConnieArts.org. <laughs> we have a robust website. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram and, uh, you know, have a pretty robust presence. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, uh, we have um, an artist resource guide on our website so people can see, well, okay, what's going on? We do an arts calendar. So, you can see what's happening and what kind of arts organizations actually exist in Rock Hill and York County. Is there anything that we're missing or anything that you'd like to add? Oh my gosh, you've been pretty comprehensive here. (laughs) I think uh, it is. I guess I just do have to make a plea. You heard the website, but I hope, you know, people who care about arts and culture and, and having it be part of making sure that our community is strong and thriving, support us. <laughs> We're looking for members. We look for funders. Um, we look for business and corporate sponsors for our events. So we're here and we're about really serving not just the artistic community, but the entire community through the arts. 
Well, it, Lori, it seems like you have a lot on your plate and a lot on the horizon, which is a good thing. So um, we know you're busy, but we thank you so much for coming out today and joining CityCast. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here and look forward to learning more about the community as every day goes by. Of course. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.